A mental model is the lens that a user is looking through when they're using your app or service. It informs how they act and also how they'll respond to the user experience that you've created for them. And by using mental models is how we go about creating apps that surprise and delight the user. It's what separates a good app from a great app. Hi, I'm James, and this is Paved with Good Intentions. And mental models is a pretty vague term, but to me it encapsulates three important elements. One, the user's intent. Second, the user's expectations. And third, any extenuating circumstances. The intent is what the user wants to achieve by interacting with your app, your service, or your feature. The expectations is how they intuitively think about how they're going to solve that problem. It might be how they expect to interact or, or, or any sort of uh, predetermined way in which that they think your app or service should behave. And the extenuating circumstances is just anything else that gets brought along for the ride. It might be their mood, it might be where they've come from in terms of other previous interactions with your, your app or service, um, and anything really that is going to inform that, that interaction and that, that experience they have with your app. Now, the mental model itself, though, is not reality. It's the filter, right? It's the lens that the user is looking through when they perceive the reality that you're putting in front of them. The thing about creating a, a really great mental model, a very powerful mental model, is to make sure that the mental model is abstract from any, abstracted away from any particular implementation or any particular single solution. Because when you build a mental model around those expectations, those intentions and those circumstances, and, and strip away anything that speaks directly to how you might solve that problem, then you end up with a mental model that's reusable. And I'll give you an example here so, we, so we're not just going to talk in, in total vague terms throughout this whole episode. I've got a fridge at home that if I leave the fridge door open for too long, it beeps at me really, in a really, really annoying tone. Uh, and I can silence that beeping by pressing a button inside the fridge. Now, consider what my mental model is at that point in time. My intention is that I'm working in the fridge, I might be loading up groceries, my expectation is that the alarm doesn't go off and uh, the extenuating circumstance here is that I find that beeping really annoying. Right? Nowhere in there does a button to turn the alarm off factor into the mental model. That's the solution that, that the manufacturer of this fridge has come up with. Right? The user story might be user expects a button to exist to silence the, uh, the beeping alarm, but that's totally different from the mental model. My mental model is if I'm in front of the fridge for a long period of time doing whatever I'm doing, then don't beep at me, right? Because the beeping is really annoying. I, my mental model in this case would be much better served by the fridge being able to detect that I was still standing in front of it, be it a motion detector, or perhaps it knows that I'm still loading or unloading things from the fridge by sensing different you know, weights on the shelves. And using these signals, it could know to suppress that alarm. That would be so much better for me as a user. I would be surprised and delighted by a fridge that knew I was there and didn't feel the need to bark at me about having to close the door when I was actually still busy. And that's the importance of separating the, the form, the, the, the solution or the implementation away from your mental model. Because if you define the mental model around the pure intent, expectations and circumstances, then you can reuse that model to incrementally approach a better solution. Right. Hopefully next time the designers sit down to design me a fridge, they think about the mental model here and they realize the button is not at all what I really want. 
and there's a better way to solve that. And that incremental problem solving, that incremental improvement of the solution towards the point of perfection is achieved by harnessing knowledge of the user's mental model. Now, for app developers, the mental model is the lens through which a user is gonna determine if your app is perfect for them. All right, now let's take, for example, an app here that helps a user find a cup of coffee. Now that's not too difficult to make, right? Get the user's location, get a list of nearby coffee shops, sort it by distance, present it to the user, we're done. But that's gonna be mediocre. That's gonna be good, not gonna be great. And the reason it's only gonna be good and not gonna be great, and it's only gonna be that mediocre kind of app, is that it doesn't fully take into account the mental model of the user. It only speaks to intent. It speaks to the intent of the user wants a cup of coffee. But what about the expectations? Let's flesh this out a little bit more. And let's say the mental model of the user that we want to cater for here is that the intent is to get a cup of coffee, but the expectation is that they've only got a limited amount of time, so they expect to be able to tell this app how much time they've got, and the app finds them the best recommendation based on that. You know, I might be, uh, you know, only have two minutes between meetings, or I might have 20 minutes to go for a long walk. My intent is to get a coffee, but my expectation is that this app that I'm interacting with takes that into account and provides a great recommendation based on my circumstances. That's the basis upon which you can build an app that surprises and delights the user and that they love. Because not only has it helped them satisfy that basic intent, it's done so in a way that, that anticipated and met their expectations in achieving that, that, that intent in a way that was, was surprising and delightful and magical for them. That's the power of mental models. You've got to build your app around a mental model at its foundation. Right? The app should fundamentally do one thing really, really well. Right? That's what we were always taught at, at Apple when we were building apps. Find the one thing, that, that one key use case, and do it really, really, really well. That's, that's the magic that happens. And that's where you use a mental model. The mental model helps you determine what is that one thing, that intent, that you have to do really well by catering for the expectations and the extenuating circumstances, right? And different apps that cater for different mental models should be entirely remarkably different. If I was building an app for a coffee connoisseur that just wanted to have the app installed and just be notified when they happen to be nearby a great coffee shop that they might not otherwise have known about, that is gonna be an entirely different design language, entirely different structure and sequence to the app, to an app that's more catered for the half-asleep person that just really needs a cup of coffee right now. Right? So different mental models create different apps and mental models help you create an app that will surprise and delight your user. Mental models also help us avoid the trap of creating functional yet frustrating software. So much software that is written that exists out there is functional. It allows us to achieve a particular aim, but it's frustrating because of the way in which it sequences the steps in which we've got to, or the steps in which we've got to enact to achieve that aim, right? Let's go back to our coffee example and let's think about a slightly different mental model here. We're still an app that, you know, wants to satisfy the intent of getting a user a cup of coffee. But this time we've got a new expectation. The user expects that the recommendations will get better every single time they use the app. Right? That's the selling point of your app. Keep using this app and it'll get better and better and better at finding you an amazing cup of coffee. Okay, we know from how we build modern day apps with machine learning backends and recommendation engines that that's probably gonna require some form of account. You need the user's identity, 
you need some demographic information about them, then you can start building a profile that you match against similar users. Okay, but you and your app need an account, but an account doesn't even factor into the user's mental model, right? Here's the user's mental model again. Get me a cup of coffee and make sure the recommendations get better over time. No, there's no account in there whatsoever. And so here's the problem. When they launch your app and the first thing you throw at them is a, is a login screen or a, hey, link your social account or a, um, you know, tell us a bit about yourself, you, you've thrown something at them that doesn't fit their mental model at all. And that's that pivotal moment when a user will just abandon your app because they can't satisfy their intent. A much better way to deal with circumstances like this is to, is to pair that, that hurdle right next to the reward. And if it's the kind of thing where the user has to do this step before they can get the reward, then you've got to put the hurdle right up against the point when they're going to experience the reward. But ideally, you position that hurdle in the magic moment right after they've had the first positive interaction with your app. Back to our coffee app, maybe the first interaction or the first recommendation that they get from you is based on a canned data set. It does, you don't yet know anything about the user, but you at least hopefully know their location because that's, that's at least critical, right? You know their location, so just make a, a simple generic recommendation. It doesn't have to be a great first recommendation because the premise here, the mental model, is that you'll find them a coffee and you'll get better over time. So get them that first cup of coffee and then right at the moment when you know that they've gotten the coffee, they're sitting there and enjoying it, they've got the serotonin flowing because you've helped them find their coffee and the caffeine's whizzing, then you pounce. Then you launch the dialogue that says, hey, we could get much better at providing you coffee over time if you just log in and create an account. That's a great user experience and that's how you pair the hurdle with the reward to make sure that the user doesn't abandon your app in those critical moments. I'm James and this has been Paved with Good Intentions.